Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's Friday, June 18th. I'm Rudy. This weekend is Father's Day. Or as we called it, this weekend is Are You My Father's Day? Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. Everybody, I am Rudy Povich. This is a long walk to Cleveland. Thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, my personal favorite platform. And every day at 9.45 a.m. Central Time, we go live on Instagram. What's up, everybody? Say hi to Nicole. What's happening, Amanda? Hoopty. What's up, dude? Hello, Tracy. Hello, D. Good morning, everybody. All right, on the show, one rant for the road before we leave for Father's Day. But first on the show, what is a guy to do with all this free time? I ask you, please give me some freaking suggestions. Because um, I am, uh, I'm going to play the role of a single guy for at least 48 hours anyways. My daughter's heading up north. And I am thinking about American Ninja Goldfish. Yeah, right on. <laughs> um, I am considering possibly, I don't know yet, drinking by myself on a Friday. You guys ever done that before? I hope so. No, but I think uh, probably going to head out for at least a little while anyways and uh, do a little uh, golfing and a little day drinking because... Very seldom. You can ask anybody with children. When you finally, you're just looking for that, that just that tiny little window. You just want, I think Louis C.K.'s got a joke about, you're not looking for like a month-long vacation. You just like that little vacation from when you put them in on the passenger side and you walk around to the other side of the vehicle. That's what we're looking for, man. That's what we are looking for. Uh, what's up, Jamie? Sounds like every night. Why does it have to be Friday? Because it's I get up too way too goddamn early. 3.30 every day. And it is too friggin' hard to be drinking all the time. Gotta maintain. Uh, Lynn says, have one for me. Done and done. Also, the uh, Stone Arch Bridge Festival is going on this weekend here in Minneapolis. Which I haven't been to uh, one of these festival things. And it's been a couple of years. I think the Uptown Art Fest was the last time I had gone to one. And was it Ultra? Was it were we at were we at Ultra World? Ultra World? I can't remember. But anyway, uh, thinking about going to hit that, so you can find the wares that are made around Minneapolis. I mean, hey, dude, if you need a turquoise belt buckle, this would be the place to go. If you want to buy a nine dollar Northeast beer, and then uh, hang out with a bunch of dudes who don't mind painting on a piece of old scrap metal and selling it off for hundreds of dollars, then the Stone Arch Bridge Festival is your festival. <laughs> But I'll probably head down there on Saturday for a little bit um, because, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, I dig these places. It's filled with people that I basically have nothing in common with. And uh, I don't know. It's just fun to, like, just go hang out and just you see somebody who makes, like, you know, a birdhouse, but he makes it, like, out of an old tire. And it's a cool design, and they figured out a crafty way to, like, implement a logo or somebody's name onto it. And you're like, yeah, man, like, for whatever reason— 
Yeah, I don't know. I just dig that stuff. I like when people get crafty like that. Lynn, I got to go sit and watch a baseball game all weekend and know a tonic. Going to bring the adult cooler. I like the adult cooler. She's just right on the side of it. Just fucking boom. Adult right there. Right next to the Igloo logo. Adult. Sounds super hipstery. Yeah, it is super hipstery. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. I love this comment. Mira, I would hate to get up for 3.30 a.m. for work. Yeah. Of course you would. It sucks. It's the worst. There's nothing. I always hate, I always hate it when people are like, oh, my God, 3.30. I would die. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It's the worst thing ever. You're always in the gray. You're never, like, fully 100%. Your brain. There's days that by dinner, I can feel my brain detaching on the inside. And I'm like, dude, is this has got to be enough. You got to figure out when you're going to call it, man. Somebody's got to tap out here soon. And I'm going to guess it's not the job. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jamie says, I don't go to bed till 3.30. No, I get it, man. I get it. I get Why would you? There's so much life to be lived at night. Too many people during the day. Used to save like all that grocery shopping and stuff, especially when I did nights on, uh, like when I was in, you know, rock radio. Working night jobs in rock radio was where it's at, dude. You'd get off the air at like eleven thirty midnight, head straight to the bar. I can't, I can't tell you how many shows I saw at the Triple Rock by leaving ninety three X and then heading on over to go catch a show and then staying out until like six o'clock in the morning. That shit was the best, the best. Scooter, I used to get up at three thirty. A.M. for 5 a.m. workouts. What would you do for that hour and a half? That seems silly. Oh, and 4.30 every morning. Yeah, dude, but you got like a two-hour round-trip drive, do you not? <laughs> you live way out there. Uh, Lindsay, happy Father's Day, dude. Enjoy some time and day drinking. Yeah, well, that's the annual Father's Day brewery tour. Myself and my brother-in-law get to go to about uh, five or six different breweries that my sister picks. She drives us. We bring the kids. We make a day of it. It's snacks and beers. What else would you want to do on a Sunday, right? Apparently this year we're supposed to get some crazy-ass thunderstorms rolling through here. So, I don't know. Either way, I'm down with it. Ah, scooter, stretching, pre-workout routine, if you know what I mean. Ah, that sounds sexual. The pre-workout. Anytime anyone says, if you know what I mean, I'm like, ah, you're, you're, you're boning. That's what that means. For sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, I also wanted to bring this up for just a moment, and especially for anybody uh, who is a uh, a creative type. And I know that there's a couple of comedians that will listen to this podcast, and I, I, I don't want to share the photo because I, I feel like that's, I don't know, weird or whatever. But um, and at some point you guys can tell me to stop talking about this because, I don't know, for, I'm just – very seldom do we ever get excited about things in our field. I mean, especially now at 40, you've bought a couple of houses, you've made a couple of kids, like you've been through exciting things. So now you're just like, whatever, dude, just throw it on the pile, I guess. But but uh, over the last, I started doing some work for Dana Carvey back in December. And then just recently started picking up again. And we had a nice Zoom call the other day. And then just last night, they had sent me some photos to make some graphics with. And in the photo, it's Dana kind of in the moment in doing this podcast. And he's got his co-host and they're in their studio. But the thing that I noticed most about this picture was that 
The guy's a comedic legend. He's been doing this forever. People know him. He's beloved. Is it beloved or beloved? Beloved? He is beloved. Beloved. But the thing I noticed most about this picture was there were five pieces of yellow notebook paper, both sides completely filled with notes for him to do one podcast. And I thought you can't get that sort of dedication out of anybody. You can't teach it. It's either in you or it's not. And I don't know, watching these wrestling documentaries that A&E has been putting out, you're seeing the type of dedication that these guys are putting in. And you're hearing about it from other people that have you know, worked their way up ranks, and you're hearing about it from people that are completely motivated still, like well into their 60s, Dana Carvey, Louis Anderson, Louis Black. Uh, the guys that have longevity are the guys who are constantly prepared. they got to do a voiceover audition. They spend three hours on it. Most people just look at it, they rip and read, they send it back. If they get the job, great. But most people are like, no, I'm going to take my time and do this shit right because I, I want to keep, you know, um, I, I want to keep moving up. Like there's no end in sight. I don't think you can't teach that to people. And I just thought, man, if anything, that is just that photo encapsulated so much motivation. And I just thought, man, if you could just show this to kids that are just like starting out, whatever it might be, whether you're a welder, whether you want to work on cars, whether you want to, whether you want to, you know, paint, whether you want to tell jokes, whether you want to build homes or you want to help the elderly, dude, this is where it all starts right here. It all starts in the preparation. It all starts you sitting down and putting things together so that when the time comes for you to be able to present this thing, it's ready to roll. You can't teach that. Random question. Are you ordained? I feel like you. I'm not ordained. I'm not. No. Uh, and it's not because uh, I'm not a believer in uh, being ordained. It's just uh, I hate weddings. They're super boring. They're lame. I never have a dollar for the dollar dance. Um, it's lame. I don't know. I feel like they're boring. I feel like so many people are just, I don't know. I, I like the wedding where you show up and they're like, do you? Uh-huh. Do you? Yep. Great. You're married. Off you go. But man, like Catholic ceremonies, Jesus, the lighting of the candles and the fuck, man. And especially when we were younger, I have to go and like watch, you know, my stupid friends getting married to their stupid now ex-wives. And it was like, well, this isn't going to last. And then they release the doves and all that bullshit. You're like, Jesus. If you guys separate in 18 months, I want that toaster oven back, okay? I'm not letting you guys. Uh, let's see. Haley, do me a favor and don't invite me to your wedding. My go-to. Yeah. I, I hear you. Lame. They're so boring. They're so boring. Awful. I was at a wedding once, standing next to my best friend, and the guy's like, Hey, man, uh, it's getting pretty boring. You want to run outside and have a beer? So Absolutely. However, this is your wedding. This is your ceremony. You are getting married right now. But I'm ch- <laughs> ah, All right. What do you say we do this? Uh, and now it's time for one rant for the road. I feel angry. Angry at you. Angry at you for doing something stupid. Every Friday, you throw out a topic and get a rant on the spot. Oh, my God. So pulling up the random word generator. We do this every single Friday. Get a random word, and then we rant on it. First one I pull up. Let's see. 
Wow, ironically. Fishing. <laughs> We're not going to do that because I did a whole jag on it, uh, which will be posted today, by the way. I'm, it might even be up. Um, oh, hoopty with the chartreuse talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a whole rant that we went on and did about uh, the color chartreuse. We did it on the Lone Angler podcast, which uh, just went up today, by the way. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, post that. It's not only on Patrick's feed, which you can find, I think, all the regular places, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. But um, uh, I also did it on, also throw it on my feed as well. So you'll be able to find it if you subscribe to this podcast. It'll uh, it'll pop up. All right, random word. Here we go. Uh, sympathy. All right, sympathy. Here's the problem with sympathy. Sympathy is, uh, it's either... Nowadays, it is either uh, given out silently or it is given out for attention. Because if you truly have sympathy for somebody, you will silently come to them with a card or you will call them and be like, hey, man, hopefully everything is okay. I am sympathizing with you. I love you. I hope everything is all right. But a lot of times what people are doing these days is uh, making it about them. Like I said the other day about funerals, if you're going to a funeral... And the family members, the close family members, if it is a father who passes away and the children are up there doing the speech and they are not crying, you are not allowed to cry. You got to keep it in because you're not doing it for them. You're not doing it because you're doing it so that you can get attention from everybody else. Lindsay says, yes, people who fake sympathy are the worst. They just want a pat on the back. Yeah, that's why it's the same thing with gift giving. You don't give gifts because you're like, I really think this person would like that. You're like, I'm going to give this because they are going to think that I am a good person. And sometimes you're absolutely obligated to do it. You don't have a choice. You can't get out of it. You know, gifts for the kids, all that garbage, you know, all the stuff that we're spending on them. And when it comes to like, uh, you know, Christmases and birthdays and all that crap, go on my experiences. It's dumb. I don't know. Plus, like, the sympathy card, that's the worst one to pick out. I know that you're grieving, but hey, here's $3.50 worth of cardboard. Hope you feel better. No. Dumb. Dumb. I don't like the fact that we have to give out those cards. I don't like the fact that you have to sympathize with people when it comes to some things that you don't even care about all that much. Like, I had a friend of mine whose cat was the worst. The worst. Even he would say the cat was the worst. That cat died, and when that cat died, I was like, oh, oh, when did that happen? And he was like, ah, two weeks ago. Oh, man, all right. Wow, sorry to hear about that. And then moved on. And then like three days later, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, yeah, the old lady was kind of mad that you didn't like, you know. (laughs) She just thought you kind of passed over it. I was like, it's not my cat. It's your cat. You should feel sad. (laughs) I don't feel sad. It's your cat. Don't feel sad for my cat. I would never own one, but in this hypothetical where I actually own one and the cat dies, you don't need to feel bad about it. I would not take that as an affront. We don't need to have this conversation. Why are you, why, what a dumb thing to get mad about. Cats die. I will feel bad for you in that moment. I feel terrible that you had to go through it or that when you walk in and you find a pet, when, or when your kids walk in and they find the bird laying on the bottom of the cage and much like, you know, my mom told us that, you know, our parakeet was sleeping and then she just, you know, tossed it out in the trash in the backyard. Yeah, 
that's that part sucks. But everything past that, nothing. You don't get it. You don't get any more sympathy. Not happening. Uh, Jamie says sympathy should be a verb. Show it by doing something. Uh, show it by doing something. It's not done by keeping you in my thoughts or sending good vibes. Um, yeah, what the fuck does that even mean? No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy that would live down the street from me, and uh, I had just met him. I, I'm spacing on the guy's name. But uh, I had a relative who ended up in the hospital. About three days. It was, I mean, it was like life and death, man. And word had spread. Um, word had spread throughout the neighborhood that we had this family member that was sick. And that dude walked down with just like a straight up lasagna. And he's like, hey, man, uh, kind of heard you going through some stuff. You've been spending some time at the hospital. But uh, here you go. Here's a lasagna. And I was like, thank you very much. And he's like, yep, yeah, everything else good? Need anything else? I was like, nope, I am going to enjoy this lasagna. He's like, sweet. And the guy walked away. I was like, that's the perfect, that's the best. Like, there was no, like, lingering conversation. There was no, like, hey, man, you, you want to cut me a slice of that lasagna? No, there was none of that. It was just, hey, dude, I hope you get through this. Moving on. I don't need to sit and have this long conversation with you. And I'm like, thanks, dude. Thanks. Here's the other thing, though. Uh, Scooter just says, thoughts and prayers, worst phrase ever which i get but what else are people supposed to do i don't know like i feel like when something terrible happens and somebody who is in like a position of power is you know asked about like hey man this terrible tragedy happened they go hey you know man thoughts are thoughts now the the school shooting things with the thoughts and prayers that's garbage we really got to do something right but when something like a freak accident happens, you know, like, uh, you know, a cave collapses and there's like 12 men that are like trapped underneath, you know, a pile of rubble and they're trying to get him out. And a guy goes, hey, man, thoughts and prayers with him. Well, what is that guy supposed to get a shovel? Like, just give him a chance. <laughs> like, let's not goddamn pile on him. I agree. You know, thoughts and prayers. Not great. Not making any progress with thoughts and prayers. But in some circumstances, it is the only thing that a guy or gal can say. Uh, Mira says, grief makes me uncomfortable, especially when strangers open up. Like, what do I do? I don't even like shaking hands with people that I'm related to. Like, I ran into my Uncle John on uh, Sunday, and when we left, I was like, well, take care. And he's like, uh-huh. And we just kind of stood there for a second, like, do we shake hands? Do that feel weird? I don't know. I don't like the hugs. I don't like it. Like, when you leave the cabin on a Sunday and your aunt's still there, and you're like, fuck, do I have to hug you? It feels weird. I don't want to hug you. Like, you're... Nice and all, but I don't want to hug you. Ugh, gross. Uh, let's see what else we got on here. We got a bunch of uh, a bunch of comments. Uh, Lindsay says, "Right, don't ask what you can do. Just offer something. Bring me a meal. Buy the diapers. Send some flowers." I agree. Yep. Uh, Amanda, sympathy is such an overused emotion. I feel like people really don't mean it anymore. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, it feels like it's such an, another attention getter, you know. If it, like true grief is spent alone, right? I mean, true. When you are just at rock bottom, you spend that stuff alone, you know. I don't know for whatever reason, I'm just I'm thinking about a gal that is I'm I'm friends with on Facebook, and she had just found out that her. You know, boyfriend had cheated on her. What I think that was exactly how it all gone down. And she just like completely spewed all this rhetoric about like this piece of shit and this guy, blah, blah, blah. And I and I, I kind of texted a friend of mine and went, dude, should we maybe 
you know, drop her a line and go, you may regret some of this. Maybe not now, because <laughs> I know that you're very upset and very angry, but dude, um, but tone it down a little bit, because I, I think eventually, you know, cooler heads are going to prevail, and then you're going to calm down, and your brain's going to write itself, and you're going to go, ooh, I shared a bunch of information that I probably shouldn't have. Just saying, like, eh, keep it down, and also keep your sympathy. I don't need it. We're good. If you want to feel bad and, you know, quietly go about, you know, feeling sad for whatever terrible thing has gone on, feel free. But I don't need you to come over and, uh, you know, give me the hug and then shed a bunch of tears in front of people. That feels weird. Jamie says, true grief is spent alone. Yeah, that's so fucking true. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Yeah. If you if you are absolutely at bottoms, you're, there's no coming back, you spend it alone. You don't tell anybody. All the real stuff you silently keep to yourself, right? All the stuff that just, like, makes you feel, you know, those, like, I don't want to say suicidal thoughts, but, like, those thoughts that you keep to yourself about you personally or about, you know, your family members or whatever it is. All the stuff that really is probably true, you keep that stuff on the inside. That does not come out. You grieve alone, silently. You wait until everybody takes off to run to Target, and then you let it all out, and then tell them you're going for a walk so you can go dry your eyes. I feel like that's true grief. Sympathy, on the other hand, dude, you can keep it. You can shove it. Uh, D says, having just lost my uncle, who was like a second dad to me for my whole 46 years, I just need to express how awesome he was and how it sucked when he left this world due to fighting cancer for four and a half years. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Yep. That's the worst, man. That really is the worst. Especially like that four and a half years. I've never watched anybody go through that, but I did watch my grandmother suffer from um, from Alzheimer's for, uh, is that 10 years maybe? And the, la- the first couple were okay, but the last like five were really difficult. And I don't know. At some point I was just like, I would have felt much better if they were like, um, if they were like, so yeah, uh, she's got like six and a half months. I'd go, that, great. That's much, knowing what I know. I mean, it would suck at the time if they would have said that right away when the diagnosis came down. But seeing those last couple of years, you were like, nah, I don't know. Granny, uh, you can check out anytime. I think you're ready. I think we're ready. What are we doing talking about this on a Friday? Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be going out and drinking and enjoying our, ourselves. It's the weekend. All right. All right. Palate cleanser. Uh, let's, uh, here, we'll do this real quick. Um, here, let's play a little psycho stick. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. And stop. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Let's go drink some beer. 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 All right, there we go. Good. Now we got a palate cleanser going, and it's time. I'm going to roll out of here. Go enjoy my weekend. You guys do the same. Uh, read a couple of last comments here. Uh, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. That was one of my grandmother's best quotes ever, for sure. So, yeah. So, thank you, Owen. I think I'm going to go and do that. See you guys on the golf course. I will be around. Happy, happy Father's Day. If you guys enjoy uh, uh, spending it with your kids, great. If you want to go and hang out with your parents, I wish you the best. It should be a good day. Sunday, going to get a couple of thunderstorms rolling through the area. But, hey, man, it keeps you inside. So should be a fun time. But in the meantime, uh, once again, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. And every day, 9.45 a.m. on Central Time, we go live on Instagram. Thank you guys so much once again for taking a long walk to Cleveland.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.